2: And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley.
3: Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. This week, I got an interesting email, and uh, it started me thinking. In fact, it started me thinking in one direction, and then... All of a sudden I flipped completely over to the other side and it kind of blew my mind that you could have a belief system that is so diverted and perverted that you could lose all hope in life because, just because, you think think you're done. And I guess, you know, the old saying, if you think you're a loser, you are. If you think you're a winner, you are. If you think you're done, you're done. So I'm going to share this email with you, and then I'm going to sort of give you the perspective that I listened to the email the first time I read it. And I quote the email. And note, it's not uh, in—it's not formulated like, here's what I have, here's my situation— it's sort of in a third party. What if you were this? What would you do? Which I don't know if the guy is just coming up with a question because hypothetical, or if the guy's actually in this situation and really wanted to know what to do. And uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna be able to come up with the same conclusion. Here's what it says: it says you are 65 years old after 46 years. You're out of a job. No income, no insurance. Your assets are 200K in an IRA, 25,000 in a 401K, and 70K in home equity. What three moves do you make next and why? So it's sort of a hypothetical question, right? When I read it the first time, I thought the guy was talking about himself. The more I read it, The less I think that's the case, and I think it's just a hypothetical. But the way I read it the first time, maybe you've got this feeling, is it, oh, poor me. Again, like I said, I didn't think about it being hypothetical until later, but I was thinking the guy was saying, oh, poor me, right? And what do I do? I can't do anything. I don't have a job. I don't have any income. I don't have any insurance. Three big statements. I don't have a job. I don't have any insurance. I don't have any income. And so what do you do next? What are the next three moves? And I actually wrote the moves out to take when I was in the serious mindset that something like this was really messing with this person. And they needed some ideas on what to do and how to get out of it And so I wrote the answers back in that mindset And I'll read you my answer But then I want to go back and dig in To the answer a little bit. I said first cash out everything sell your home and downsize liquidate IRA and 401k Get a job at Walmart or any other place you possibly can. Rent a cheap apartment. Start over until your credit will allow you to buy your first small duplex with an FHA loan with 10% down. Then live in one side. Get rid of the rent payment. In other words, you won't have a rental payment anymore. You'll live there free. And the tenant on the other side will pay both sides of the rent. Rent the other side out. Live there for at least one year, because that's the law of FHA. If you buy a home as an owner-occupant with FHA, you have to live there at least a year. And uh, if it is two years and I'm wrong, then live there two years or whatever. And I sent that back in response. But then I started thinking about it. I go, what is the breakdown there? And what is the problem? And then I started getting irritated at myself. Not at the, not the individual that sent me the question, but at myself. That I had thought about it in such a bad way. I mean, truly thought about it from the point of view of being destroyed in your life. And trying to come back in your life. And then I just completely dropped that idea altogether and came up with another point of view. Strange how that happens, right? So let me just Take this thing apart, and let's think about it further. You're 65 years old. Who cares? How does that matter in any way? I'm 64 years old. I'm going to be 65 in a few months. If I'm 65 years old and I lose my job, what do I do? You go get another job. Why is it you believe at 65 you can't get a job? There are more jobs out there than there are people. You may not get the job that you want. You may not get the same job you had for 46 years, and that's my next question. What does it matter that you worked for 46 of your 65 years? That means you've been working since you're 19 years old. So what does it matter? Do you just get get a, a candy bar, a pony? Why is it that all of a sudden you shouldn't work anymore? Now, remember, it's one thing to deserve not to work anymore because you built passive streams of income, but you don't deserve to not work anymore. You have an IRA. It's useless. You have a 401k. It's useless. You have an expensive house with equity in it. It's useless. You've made terrible financial decisions your whole life. And now, because after 46 years, you lose a job. Your mental approach is like what mine was just when I started telling this story, that, oh my God, little old me. No, there's no little old you, there's just you. And I think back to when I just left college, got in a van, drove to Houston. I got here, I probably had $200, $300 to my name's all I had. I couldn't afford an apartment. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any income and I had no insurance. Well, there you go. But to me, none of that mattered because I was going to survive. And so what did I do? I rented a room from a guy who had a two bedroom apartment who had lost his roommate to split the rent. And the guy said, man, I'll let you rent the bedroom. I get control of the rest of the apartment. You can have a bedroom to sleep in for 100 bucks a month. Wow, now I got a place to stay. Next, I went to a job agency and said, get me a job. And they said, well, what can you do? I said, I don't have a degree. I said, I'm pretty good at math and accounting. I've done those classes for years in high school and some in college. I said, but I'm willing to do anything. And so they got me a job working in a finance company for $600 a month. Can you believe that? $600 a month. I don't even think it was minimum wage. But because I was a manager trainee, they didn't have to pay me hourly, nor overtime, nor minimum wage. What did I do then? I started studying, become a manager. I was a manager trainee. I studied to become manager. I worked out. I stayed in shape as best I could, not being able to afford a lot of things. But I made enough money to put gas in my car and food on my table and pay my guy a hundred bucks a month to rent my apartment. Now, if we go back to the 65 year old guy, what should he do? Number one, find a place to live. You can't survive without a place to live. If you're on the street, you're dead. You'll never get a job living on the street. Your health and wellness are going to go upside down. You need a place to live. But wait, you're 65 years old. I'm sure you must have some kids that could take you in for a short while. You must have some family that could take you in at 65 you better have a friend or two that could take you in for a short period of time until you get on your feet and get another job but wait you're not even that far out when I was 19 years old like I said I had two or 300 bucks you've got hundreds of thousands of bucks we'll be right back with the Dell Walms Radio Show
2: Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Dell Wamsley. Welcome back
3: to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. If you're just tuning in today I read an email earlier uh, from a guy who sent to me and at first I thought he was talking about himself and then I came to the further conclusion that it may just be hypothetical Um couldn't really tell the way it's written. It's written like a hypothetical, um, but it sure did sound personal when I first read it. And then I came up with one clu- conclusion that, wow, I, I felt sorry for the guy. And I wrote him back an email on how to get up, get back on his feet. But then later I started to get irritated at myself that I even thought about that. This guy would in any way, shape or form consider himself off his feet. So i uh, read this again. You are 65 years old. After 46 years, you're out of a job, no income, no insurance. Your assets are 200K in an IRA, 25K in a 401K, and 70K in home equity. What are the three moves you make next and why? So, the first thing is that you've got to realize that being out of a job isn't the end of the world. Getting a job is something that can be done. He's already got a house, he's living in a house, he's got money. So there's no death at the end of this sentence. This is something that is really not even nearly as bad as I thought about it. But I got hooked up in that feeling, sorry, for old people garbage. You know, thinking, oh, my gosh, we're old and we can't go back to work again. I mean, we've already done 46 years. We don't need to go get another job. Oh, you've got to go get another job. You've got to do something, even if it's just work at Walmart as a greeter, right? You gotta go get a job. Secondly, if you have a house with $70,000 equity, that $70,000 is doing you nothing. And you've got a big expensive house. Cutting your living costs to almost nothing is the first thing you should try to do if you try to get back on your feet. (sighs) I talked to a guy yesterday. And it's a friend of mine he was out doing some work with me. And he said, you know, I wish I would have known what you teach ever since I was young. And I, I made this comment to him. I said, but why? You're 50 years old. You're still broke. Well, I, I did this and I did that. I said, well, why didn't you buy any, any houses, any apartments? He goes, well, I bought some houses and I rehabbed them and I flipped them. I said, okay, so you've got no income, no wealth. You made some money, you worked and made some money, and now you're still working in your 50s, late 50s. And you ask yourself, and so what? Whose fault was that? Even if I would have told him everything I knew. By the way, I've been on the radio now for 30 years, so it's kind of hard to believe that you don't know what I know. But if you think back, right? If you think back and talk about this and say, what is the first step to anything towards financial success? And that is to control your costs. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you spend more than you have, you're broke. If you spend just what you have, you're break even. It's only when you live on much less than what you earn can you put anything aside for investments. Now... That's just an argument just for cutting a cost of living, right? I've never, a couple of rules I've lived by my whole life. I've never owned a home that I couldn't pay for with one year's income. So back when I was only making sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 a year, I bought a $40,000 condo, one-bedroom condo. That's what I lived in, less than one year's income. When I got up to where I was making... About two hundred thousand dollars a year, I bought myself a house that cost a hundred thousand dollars. When I got up to where I was making a million dollars a year, I bought myself a million dollars. Actually before that, when I was making about five hundred thousand, I bought a home that was worth worth four hundred, but I only paid two hundred for it. Then when I was making a million a year, I bought myself my first mansion. I bought a million dollar mansion, loved it, greatest thing that ever happened to me. I had arrived. But it was still only one year's worth of income. Now I live in a house that's 16,000 square feet. I don't even know what its value is. I'd guess anywhere from four to five million bucks. And I bought it for two and a half million dollars way back when I was making way more than that. So the bottom line is, is my cost of living has never gone up. I'm living on 50% of what I make a year or less, maybe even less now. That's the number one rule I did my whole life. That's why I'm rich. Then the next rule is don't lose money. Rule one in my book is don't lose money. I lost the money in the stock market the last time I ever went in the stock market. Rule two is there has to be cash flow. Because if you don't have cash flow, it's not really even investment. I don't think putting money somewhere like a 401k or an IRA and just leaving it there is actually an investment. I think it's a savings account. Does you, know be- does you no more good than a savings account. You can't live off of it. And it surely isn't growing at the rate that's any faster than what you put in it. So if you get to be 65 years old and you have $200,000 in a 401k, or IRA, I'm sorry, and 25000 in a 401k, you've saved some money. But you saved it in a vehicle that will do you no good. Now to get it out you have to pay taxes on it. Now, by the way, if you don't have a job, that's a good year to pull money out of your four hundred one K because you're gonna be in the lowest tax bracket possible. In fact, I think up to fifteen thousand dollars you pay nothing. So I would definitely take that fifteen grand out. But I think you only pay like ten percent all the way up to like twenty five or thirty or forty thousand. So I would pull that out. Pay very little in taxes. Actually do what the four hundred one K said you'd do, which is put money in during the years you have high income and would be in a high tax bracket, and take it out when you're broke, which is what they're calling retirement. Retirement is broke. Take it out when you're broke. pay lower taxes. That's what it's designed to do. So get it out of there. But I didn't do that. I took it all out in the beginning and bought real estate, and bought houses that cost $25,000 and sold those houses for $75,000. Other people now are buying houses for $100,000 and selling them for $200,000. People in California bought houses for 200000 and selling them for $800,000. Not to mention that you had hefty income month by month by month. Now, I had a guy on here yesterday, and he talked about making about a 20% return on his money per year. He said it was 60% over three years, so that's about 20% a year. And looking at that, saying, okay, you can make 20% return on your money. This guy has $225,000. If that were put in real estate deals, he'd be making $45,000 a year. And done correctly, it would be tax deferred. And if they allowed 1031s to stay, it'd be tax free. But now they're saying they're going to get rid of 1031, so it's just deferred until you sell it. But either way, he's not destitute. He's got a place to live, and he's got $40,000 a year worth of income. He'd be okay. $45,000. He's also got Social Security coming up, and 65. He can start taking Social Security. He can take Medicare and Medicaid and have insurance. Where did I come up with this idea he was in trouble? We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show.
2: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free. From the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley.
3: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're just discussing... The preconceived assumption that someone at 65 years of age has a right to believe that they shouldn't have to work anymore Um, has a right to feel that even though they've made the bad financial decisions in their life that there should be some other way that they can just get out of it instead of paying the piper for what you've done and In this case of this email that I've read a couple times, so I'm not gonna read it again. In this case of this email, where this guy has $200,000 in his IRA and 25,000 in his 401k and 70,000 in his equity of his home, this should be enough money to be able to start yourself into real estate investing fairly easily. I mean, it's not gonna be enough to make you rich. But if this money had been deployed Several years ago, instead of just sitting in the 401k in the IRA, this gentleman would probably be in a situation right now where he wouldn't even have written this email. And by the way, that's if he's actually in this situation. He might just be, again, hypothetically, you know, what happens to him if he's worried about losing his job? And it might be as simple as he's worried about losing his job, and he's trying to figure out what you should do. And of course, the answer is very simple for those of you just tuned in. you got to cut your cost of living. you got to get rid of the big house. Go live with someone where there's no cost or rent a room where it's very little cost. Um, get all those costs and If you've got a big expensive car, get down to a smaller, less expensive car, maybe even one that's paid in full, um, and, and get your costs down, right? But if you've lived your whole life and had a, had a job, and this guy said he had a job for 46 years, If you've had a constant employment since you were 19 years old, right? You probably have been spending almost all the money that you make. And I say that simply because you only have um, $200,000 in your IRA and 25000 in 401k. So obviously you didn't start a 40, the 401k 46 years ago. Uh, you must have just recently come to a new job that had a 401k or you must have uh, been in a company that you just started one or maybe you had one a long time ago and then moved to a job that didn't have it or whatever. But you put 200 grand in IRA, so I think that was where you made up the difference by not having a 401k. Either of which, congratulations for doing that, which was a good thing to do. But what gets in the way of a good life, right, an okay life? So what you were doing was okay, but it's not good, and by no means is it great. A guy sent me an email I was just reading uh, earlier. I was looking through emails and stuff to talk about, and he said Grant Cardone, who is uh, of the 10X fame, Used car salesman that made it big selling sales training courses and then later claimed to be a real estate investor for 30 years, which is a bunch of garbage Uh, He he's now syndicating real estate deals Which he never talked about until he heard it on our show And found out about how easy it is to do if you know what you're doing So then he became a syndicator, and raised lots of money and bought up real estate, but his whole claim to fame was this 10x thing which is take whatever you make and 10x it 10 times it and that theory in and of itself is an interesting theory I don't have a problem with that theory Um, so you know in that situation he is being quoted as saying and by the way I didn't hear this this is somebody else sent this to me said he quoted him in saying that to have a hundred thousand dollar a year job and a million dollars in the bank is middle class and the guy was asking me, what do I think? Do I think that to be the case? And I would suggest to you that many, many people in life, they go to work every day, they work hard, and they buy a house, and the house goes up in value over 30 years, and the mortgage gets paid down in 30 years to nothing. They wake up, they have a half a million dollars or better in home equity. That's pretty close, right? Then you look at the fact that they've been putting money in a 401k for 30 years, and They maybe have a couple hundred thousand in the 401k or IRA. And then if you have a two-person family and both the husband and the wife work, now you got close to a million bucks. And you just woke up and realized it. And yet, I'll tell you this. Those people, when I meet them, are afraid. They're afraid they can't make it. And they can't make it because... One spouse has a $100,000 a year job. The other spouse has an $80,000 a year job and they're living on 180 grand a year and they're barely living the life of a middle-class person. So, you know, is the Ron LeGrand thing right? I would suggest it's as much right as it is wrong. I don't think that middle-class is defined that way. I think Ron LeGrand, according to this guy, said that if you make $50,000 a year or less, you're poor. Hmm, I don't have much of an argument with that either, to be honest with you. It kind of makes sense. And it really makes sense once you start making big bucks. And you start seeing crazy things happen in your life. Crazy things like making $100,000 in one week. Or a couple hundred thousand dollars in a month. Then you start thinking, why was it so hard for me to make $5,000 a month? What is that? And so these people that have this money, these 65-year-old people with $250,000 in the bank, living off their job, no investment income coming in at all. They've got money, but no income, investment income. They wake up and they're scared to death. And I'm sad to say that when I first read this email, I got sad for this guy. I had that same gut-wrenching feeling, there's really not much you can do. I'm thinking, you can't buy real estate because you don't have a job. But that's not even the case. I didn't have a job when I quit. (laughs) I quit my job and went into real estate. I didn't have a job. I still bought real estate. There's ways to buy it without having a job. There's also syndicating deals and having other people put up the money and the credit for you. So there's really, if you have the knowledge of what to do, age shouldn't be a limitation. Now, physical limitations, and I've told you this over and over again. I did a deal on the radio the other day where I talked about the priorities in life. And uh, I read the priorities off to everybody I will give them to. you Again, number one was health. You can't go to work if you don't have health. You can't be a spouse if you don't have health. You can't raise your kids if you don't have health. Health is number one, right? And then I said financial support of some type. If you don't have money coming in, income coming in, then you're going to be a burden on somebody else, on the government, on your family, your friends, right? You need money so you can support you, so you can support your family, so you can support your church, or any other group of people that support you, you need to have some form of support support back. And then the next one I put down was fitness. Or no, I'm sorry. I said financial. Then I said support people. So enable to have support people, you have to be able to support them and their needs, they have to support you and your needs. And you need to have those people around you, whether it is your family, your church or just like i have chosen friends that are hang out with that take care of my my needs whatever it is those people come next next is fitness and i brought fitness up because as i get older the one thing i realize is i was lucky to be very fit because you have a lot more fun when you're fit now that i'm old and everything hurts <laughs> i just wish i hadn't broken so many bones and wrecked so many joints and stuff Uh, Because I feel it now. You know, back then, I just didn't like it. I healed from it, but now, man. So fitness is important because it's not how long you live, it's how well you live that's important. And the last one I put down was education, which is being a lifelong learner is a very important thing, as JB calls it, lifelong learners, are learning something new all the time, and I find myself in that situation that if I'm not growing, blooming, I'm dying. So you either got to be growing into something new you've never done before or blooming in something you've already mastered or you're dying sitting around doing nothing. Those are the choices you have to choose from. And in my mind, I think you've constantly got to be pushing. I think that a good number of people I've read in reports, a good number of people die almost immediately after they stop working. Take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time. Del Wamsley.
3: Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. If you've been listening to me the whole show, I'm sure you're getting tired of me ranting and raving and complaining. So <laughs> okay. We're going to lighten the show up a little bit here. We've got uh, our national mentor and presenter, Lee Reeves, on the line now with us to uh, share with us what's going on all over the country. Lee, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Del. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a while since we've talked, and I'm glad uh, to be on with you because spring is definitely out there, and we're uh, we're seeing a lot of things open up. Um, i like to come on and share what we're doing nationally so that our, our listeners um, can join us. And so if you guys want to check out Lifestyles and learn the five ways that we make money in real estate, if you want to learn the seven principles we use to provide for our families and run our businesses, and if you guys really want to see how the numbers work in single family and multifamily case studies, um, I invite you to join us for a free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimited.com. And we've got, uh, we've got several coming up, but the next two are this Saturday, April 17th at noon central time. And then next Wednesday, uh, April twenty first at noon Central Time. And Dell, before I get into all of the rest, is there anything you want to add to that?
3: No, I just uh, think that it's one of those things where everybody's pushing me to open back up live again. Uh, that they, they're they're just ready. You know, I mean, people have been pent yeah. up in these uh, buildings for so long and not able to get out there and take care of their business. Uh, although a lot of our people have bought a lot of real estate during that time, uh, myself yeah. included. But I think that they're, they're ready for it. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's get into many, as many different events as you can, Lee.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because we have a lot of members who are getting together uh, in person. And so we have meetups coming up across the country. So if you guys are in Metro Detroit, there's an in-person meetup uh, Thursday the 15th. Uh, well, it's tomorrow. Uh, We have the Northeast region has a virtual meetup. But what's cool about that is they're focusing on single-family investing in Georgia. And I know we've got a new uh, realty team out in Georgia. Um, That's also uh, tomorrow. Uh, Central Texas and South Florida have in-person meetups uh, this coming Saturday. Nashville, where I am has an in-person meetup, um, Thursday the 29th. And, and I'm really looking forward to getting out and meeting people. And I haven't seen this one come up, but we must have a new group in Bradenton, Florida, because they have an in-person meetup uh, on the 30th. Um, but there's a ton of other events. We've got a case study coming up on the uh, next weekend, uh, next week on the 22nd, that Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, I'm finishing up the four part for this month. Um, but we have a new four part starting May 11th. So you can register for that, or uh, the two-day uh, traditional Saturday-Sunday format at totalfreedom.com. and the promo code is Dell, D-E-L, D-E-L totalfreedom.com. And, um, Dell, I, I don't know how much more time we have. I mean, I, I'll, I'll list some other events, but I'll, I will say this. Um, as funny as it may sound, I picked up vegetable gardening last year during the pandemic. We're all stuck at home. I thought, you know, let's give this a shot. Look, I can tell you now is the time to get those seeds in the ground so you have great growth and a great harvest. It's the same in real estate. It started now with Lifestyles Unlimited this month so that you have great personal growth and a great financial harvest.
3: It's a good analogy. Um, I was just talking about something like that earlier s- segments about how a guy waits till he's 65 years old to figure out what he's going to do for his retirement. It's a little late to wait. we got to get those seeds in the ground now. Um, and it's a That's really it. good analogy. So uh, what, what really gets me, Lee, is you, you've got, uh, let's see, 55, you've got three more minutes is all you've got, but uh, get out as many places. To me, it's just warming my heart to hear all these different locations, because this was my dream, man. My dream was to have this thing on every corner in every city that it would actually work in, and the way you're rattling those things off, it sounds like we are just about that now. We are everywhere now.
1: We are everywhere. Dale, you planted those seeds. Right. And, and so now the growth is happening now. Now things are blooming and, uh, you know, the COVID slowed us down from from in-person meetings. But um, vaccines are out and, and, and numbers are down and people are getting together. And it's not just in Texas. It's not just in Phoenix or in Georgia. It's it's all over the country. And uh, and, and I know I'm looking forward uh, to getting back in front of people uh, because that's where that's where the real connections and relationships are made.
3: Well, I tell everybody all the time when I was traveling and when I started this national thing was that what comes first, chicken or the egg? Well, the concept is what comes first, people or a co-op? And a co-op doesn't exist until one person picks up the stone and says, okay, I'm carrying this stone over here and creating a meeting, and I'm gonna invite four or five people, and then four or five people come, and they each invite four or five people, and pretty soon you've got a co-op. You've got a whole group of people pulling on the same rope, going the same way, doing the same thing, sharing the knowledge, sharing the support, financing things together i mean that's how it gets done it starts with just one person and uh they start getting involved and then they start their own little area uh where they're an ambassador and they start building on that
1: and that's it's so great and we to have hear them Lee. all we have them all over the country and i love it i love it.
3: any other uh events you want to put up there or you want to read just give them the connection yeah, line yeah. again we've got one minute left
1: Absolutely, yeah. There, there is one I didn't mention. Uh, if you are a member, if a preferred member of Lifestyles, um, you have access to road trips. We have a couple of those this month. There is uh, a multifamily acquisition road trip um, this Friday, and uh, there is an educational road trip uh, later in the day on Friday. Uh, and then also, just let me give you uh, the, 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 the details again. If you want the free workshop, register at lifestylesunlimited.com. And if you know that you want to attend our two-day financial freedom or our four-part financial freedom seminar, go to GiveMeTotalFreedom.com, promo code Dell, D-E-L.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Appreciate you coming on. And appreciate all the work you do. Uh, Lee is one of our presenters that presents all over the country um and mentors people all over the country so it's it's good to have you on the team and your wife Thanks, she's yeah. working hard also so it's a it's a good team play there for the rest of you out there remember this as lee said you got to get those seeds in the ground that's a great great analogy you got to get it done you got to get it done now so it can harvest it in your near future don't end up like this 65 year old guy that has no plan no idea what to do and no way to survive once he loses that job later in life. And remember always, it's not just money, it's a lifestyle. Have a great day, we'll see you tomorrow.